everyone, it's AK. I know it's been a really, really long time. I think the last time I said something was November. Um, I had the app on my phone and it's like, I was just looking at it. I was going to say something on my birthday, which was December 7th. I was going to say something about New Year's and, you know, just kind of looking at it. And it's interesting because I was really close to deleting the app off my phone. But then I saw, you know, the the merger with, I guess it's Spotify bought Anchor. So now it's, it's a Spotify for podcasters or something like that. And so when I looked at the app, I saw that you can now see if you have any followers. And imagine my surprise when I saw I had three followers. And I thought, wow, I haven't been talking to myself this whole time. And I thought that's really cool. So the three of you out there that are following me, thank you. I appreciate that. And it kind of sucks because I'm not consistent with the podcast, but it's like, you know, how you want to do something, but then there's no motivation because you're not getting feedback or you don't know if anybody's listening. I kind of felt like I was talking to myself, that kind of thing. So it was really refreshing to see that there are three people following me. So thank you guys. I appreciate that so much. So now I'm like motivated to do stuff, (laughs) which is good. So I think, no, I know I've talked about it before that I am an online teacher now. And so the topics in this podcast have been all over the place, you know, political, historical, geographical. So I decided actually to um, cut some of my recorded lessons and upload them. But I wanted to make an actual post or post, look at me, <laughs> um, podcast first. So one of the lessons that I that I took and kind of cut up a little bit is about um, the protest of the Vietnam War. Right now in class, we're talking about the Vietnam War. And I did a video over um, the media, the changing perception of the war by the media and also Muhammad Ali. And then I have one that talks about um, Japan and the Soviet Union. Now, if you've been a listener, I know that I've talked about that before, um, about Japan, the Soviet Union, and the betrayal and all that kind of stuff. I know I've talked about that before. And then um, the last one that I have is, I can't even remember, like, hang on, what... Um, the Harlem Hellfighters, yes. So we talked about, this is World War One, the first set, and we talked about the Harlem Hellfighters. So I have video, why, there were videos, but I converted them to MP3 files, so I'll upload them as MP3, obviously, so you guys can listen to them. But I kind of wanted to give an overview. So the Harlem Hellfighters, Soviet Union and Japan, and then the Vietnam War, the media, Muhammad Ali. So... If you've listened to, I don't know how far back this stuff goes when it comes to podcasts. I think I did the first one in like 2019 and it's just been sporadically all over the place. But I know I've I've vented and ranted a lot. And I'm pretty sure in one of these episodes, I have talked about Black History Month. (laughs) I know I I had to have done it. If I haven't, I'm doing it again. (laughs) So basically you know, U.S. history, U.S. history teacher, you know, you're expected to cover all these topics, but I have never done Black History Month. It's not something I do, mainly because it's somewhat offensive, you know, to have a month for people and that's it. (laughs) Like 28 days and then it's back to business as usual. You know, it's just one of those things like, why does Black history have to be a month? Why can't it be every day? I love the clip from Morgan Freeman back in like probably almost 20 years ago, early 2000s, where he was being interviewed. He was like, I don't want a Black History Month. He's like, Black history is American history. I don't want a month, you know? And I thought that's a really good point. So I feel the same way that having a Black History Month is, again, it's, I think it's offensive because it's like, okay, 28 days, we care about Black people, the same Black people. MLK and Rosa Parks, generally nobody else, and then it's back to business as usual. You know, like, one of the schools I worked at, 
Now, I know the woman wasn't trying to be offensive, but because not everybody knows how I feel about Black History Month. It's not really something I like advertise, you know, because it's kind of controversial or whatever. So she was going to give me a flash drive. And I was like, okay, well, what is this? And she's like, oh, this has, this is a flash drive and it has on it, um, uh, do now like bell ringer questions that you can use for Black History Month. And I, I kind of stopped and I thought, I'm like, wait a minute, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, yeah, for Black History Month. And instead of engaging, I just walked away because I would be like, so you mean to tell me that this flash drive that has these black people stuff on it I can't use it in the month of April or September or January but I know that's not what she was trying to do but it's just like people don't think about how problematic that sounds like oh something for black history month like the current school I'm at again they know I don't do black history month but one of the teachers did something and it was like she emailed us about um people she was going to talk about or something and she was talking about uh, the mathematicians and the scientists from Hidden Figures and in parentheses she put Black History Month and I thought wait a minute so you're only going to talk about these women because it's Black History Month not because they were scientists mathematicians assisting in the space race type of thing and I I just had to reread that email a couple times and I'm like in parentheses, Black History Month. I'm just like, huh? So there's no other month we could learn about these women. And again, you know, we have math class. We have science class. And I was just like, what? But again, I just kept it moving. It's one of those things. And then I thought how Women's History Month is the month of March. Are we going to watch that for Women's History Month? Now here's the thing. Women's History Month nobody really cares about that it's not like you know I mean people care but it's not like in your face like Black History Month I'm like so we care about black people but not women I'm just like why in the heck are we doing this it's like I understand the concept of like inclusivity and all of these things and the multicultural aspect of society and blah 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 but I'm like when is it enough when is it too much like every month is something whether it's like racial or religious or like you know sexual orientation and it's just like why why are we doing this you know I'm not saying that they're wrong you know I'm not like a bigot or anything I'm not saying they're wrong but it's just like why are we doing this you know I understand it's like to bring awareness about the people the situation and blah 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 but it's like when you do this it like fetishizes the people for that particular month like, we only care about blacks during February. We only care about women during March. We only care about gay people during June. And I'm just like, but that's not true. Or maybe it is. I don't know. But I just feel like when it comes to society, I think integration is important. Rather than having these specific months for people, you know, regardless of what it is, why can't we just integrate it into our society and our community and our education system so they're no longer viewed as the other. You can't not view black people as the other if you have a month to celebrate them. That's just how it works. That means that we can't celebrate black people any other month, it's the other. Oh, you know, February Black History Month, let me get back to what we're talking about in history class. And I'm just like, no. So with me telling people that I don't do Black History Month, I'm like, look, I don't do it. I don't, you know, I, I don't have anything for you. Because what I do is talk about Black history in general. And also, being a history teacher, Black History Month, it kind of screws up the curriculum as well. Because we're not at the Civil Rights Movement, the 1950s and 60s, in February. For instance, I was in World War I. So what I did is I talked about the Harlem Hellfighters, the all-black unit in World War I. Did I do it because it was Black History Month? No, I did it because that's what we were talking about. We were talking about World War I. So I'm going to upload that um, that video that I uh, converted to an MP3. And it's like, for instance, with the Civil Rights Movement, we talked about the Civil Rights Movement when we were at that point in our curriculum. You know, and it's just like, 
diff- there are different things that I do and I incorporate black people so they're not viewed as the other. Like, for instance, when you think about like the 1980s Ronald Reagan conservative, you know, new right movement, nobody really thinks about black people, how black people played a role in that. So I have a PowerPoint and I talk about, you know, black conservatives, you know, back then and even today, prominent black conservatives. So it's like, am I doing that for Black History Month? No, I'm doing it because when we think about 1980s, you know, Christian conservative right wing, not necessarily right wing, but you know, like shifting to the more conservative type of Christian movements, we think of white people when there are plenty of black people. I think that the, I'm not sure about the stats. I haven't looked in a really long time, but I remember the stats being that the most religious group of people in the United States was black women. And by religious, I mean Christian, because you know, everybody, there's different religions, everybody does whatever they want, but, but black women represented Christianity as being the, the highest demographic. And I thought, so why don't we talk about stuff like that? Why are we so focused on like the white evangelicals or the white this, the white that, when there are plenty of black people who do it too, you know? So it's just one of those things that, you know, I just try to incorporate and include everything in history, but also when it's relevant. Like, I hate not being in order, (laughs) you know? Imagine like having to stop your curriculum at the early 1900s and being forced to teach about something for 28 days that you're gonna cover anyway when you get to it in history. And it's probably different as a history teacher than it is like a math teacher or a science or whatever because they're not teaching history, you know, in order linearly. Like they're not doing that. They're just like, okay, yeah, I'm just throwing some Black History Month videos and, you know, MLK, Rosa Parks, not getting off the bus, March on Washington, March on Washington type of stuff. It's like, okay, let's move on. So yeah, it's just one of those things, but okay. I didn't mean to rant about that or vent about that. I don't know where that came from. Oh, because of the Harlem Hellfighters. So I'm not sure how the Spotify for podcasters actually works. So I don't know if it's going to be easier for people to comment. I mean, the fact that I can actually see that I have three followers, I don't know if that makes it easier or not. But if you are one of those three followers or somebody who just randomly listens, I would love it if you could comment. I'm not sure if you can, if you could comment and say something, you know, because I've been doing this off and on since 2019 and I feel like I'm talking to myself, you know, and I do know people are listening because you can see how many, you know, people have listened or whatever to your specific episode, podcast, whatever. But it would just be really nice to have some type of feedback. Even if it's like, AK, your podcast sucks. You don't know what you're talking about. You're an idiot. (laughs) Even if it's negative feedback, like, just give me something, guys. Or it might be something like, AK, I love what you're talking about. You know, keep keep doing it. You know, be encouraged or whatever, you know. So So I look forward to some comments from some people. Um, And also, I know that I've talked about if there's anything that people want me to talk about, or discuss you know I can I'm obviously a history person I'm a political person I'm a philosophical person if there's any like sort of topic you're like well let me see if AK could talk about this and if it's something that I have no idea about you better believe I will research it and I will literally create a podcast about it you know so that would be kind of cool so give me ideas you know and I would love to do this on a regular basis as well but it's, again, it's just one of those things like, you know, you just keep doing stuff and it's just not feeling like it's not getting anywhere. You know, what's the point? For instance, I know I talk about how I play the trivia quizzes with people in the UK and there's like a software they have to use to activate and pay for and all that kind of stuff. And there's some people that, you know, they have to pay to activate the software. Like it's not free. So some people, you know, they kind of ask for tips after the quiz to basically make up for the cost of paying for the software. So it's like, they're not asking for a lot, you know, maybe one or two pounds. Again, this is British. And, you know, so they have like 40 teams. If everybody gives one, you know, that's 40 pounds. That's, you know, all right. But if you have 40 teams and only 10 people tip or no people tip, it's just like, what's the point? There's one of the guys I play, he does 120 questions. 120 questions none of them are multiple choice and he makes these all on his own 
120 questions on his own. And that takes hours, days. And so it got to the point where he would have a decent number of teams. And he was just like, the tips I'm getting, this sucks. You know, he's like, people like my quiz. They say it's great, but you know, nobody's like tipping anything. He's like, I'm not asking for a lot, just something. I think he had one day, one night, it was like 30 something teams. And I think maybe 10 people did tip. And he said, it's very discouraging because this takes a lot of time and effort and energy. He said, I love doing it. I love doing this, but I have to pay to activate the software every time I do it. And if I'm not getting, you know, money to kind of, you know, balance out the cost or just, or something, he's like, what's the point? And I was just like, no, don't stop doing it. But I understood what he meant. You know, he's putting all this time and effort and energy into this. And I mean, you don't have to tip, but it's, I mean, it's just one of those things, like even at a restaurant. Now, sometimes if you get really crappy service, you won't tip, but people generally will tip something at a restaurant, you know, whether it be a dollar, 50, they'll tip something for the service that they receive. So when he does his quiz afterwards, you know, he throws his PayPal in the chat and, you know, you tip for the service that you received if you like the service, right? Well, people don't do that. And it's, it's very discouraging. You know, I know that's not, that's not the same to what I'm doing with the podcast because this is free, but it's kind of the same concept. You know, you work really hard at something or you think about something to talk about. You're really gung-ho about it. You're passionate. You're excited about it. And then you don't have any followers or any listeners. And it's like, okay, I'm literally talking to myself. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's therapeutic, right? Talking to yourself. (laughs) Like, I don't know, but it really was kind of like... It was really, really like a breath of fresh air, like breathe new life into me type of thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally have three people that follow this podcast. I gotta, I gotta say something. I have to make an episode. I gotta get up and, you know, do this. So I hope I get more, more followers, but just the fact that people were following the podcast and I don't know how long you've been following it, but I do apologize because November was the last one I did. And it's now basically April. So I do apologize if, I mean, obviously if you're following me, you like my podcast enough, uh, I can't talk. You like my podcast enough to follow it. So I kind of feel bad because you liked it enough to follow it (laughs) and I haven't done an episode in months. So I feel like I should apologize, you know, because if I'd feel the same way, oh, I really like this podcast. This is great. I'm going to follow it. And then for months, it's radio silence. And it's like, well, I like the podcast, but I mean, it is what it is, right? So I do apologize for my, to my three listeners, my my three followers, and I do appreciate you guys. So thank you for doing that. It's interesting because three is my favorite number. (laughs) So when I saw the three followers, I'm like, yes, I got three of them. (laughs) So it's, it's great that at least three people out there, you know, like what I'm saying enough to want to follow it you know my rants my venting my just nonsense you know a lot of stuff I talk about is just complete nonsense like just just random which is why it's hard to kind of narrow down what type of podcast it is is it a history one is it a political one is it a a an education one is it a PhD one because I'm in the PhD program or is it just all of that and more and it's really all of that and more so, you know, it's one of those things. But speaking of PhD, so I am in my 11th class and that is officially putting me at the halfway point and I'm freaking out mainly because I still don't know what I want to do my dissertation on. And that's not good because you should know what you want to do your dissertation on. So I'm in a qualitative methods class right now and it just started last week. And so we have to like narrow down a topic and stuff like that. But the thing is, I know what I want to do. I just haven't narrowed it down. So for years, I've wanted to get a PhD since I was like 12 because I was that kid. If you listen to previous episodes, I was that kid, that weirdo. So I've wanted a PhD since I was 12 years old, you know, and the older I got, I thought, well, what do I want to get it in? So probably the last, I'm trying to think how many years, like maybe 10 Let's see, this is 2023. My gosh, 2023? Maybe maybe the last 10 years or so, I kind of settled on education because I am a teacher. I'm an educator through and through. It's in my blood. 
type of thing. I wanted to do that since I was six. <laughs> so, you know, history teacher, social studies, you know, government, all of it. And I thought, okay, so education obviously is my passion. And then as a teacher, looking at the foolishness that's happening, I thought, well, I would like to reform education. Education reform. And when I tell people that, they say, reform what? I say, I don't know, all of it. <laughs> so education reform has been my focus, but when it's like a reform what? I don't know. Like I haven't gotten that far yet, but I mean, there are people probably in my class that haven't gotten that far, but I'm just like, okay, education reform, what about it? So if anybody is listening and you have a PhD or you know someone with a PhD or you just have ideas, you say, hey, AK, you said education reform. Look into reforming this. Please, any ideas, please. And it would be so cool to be like, yeah, I got this idea from a follower on my podcast. Like, that would be so freaking cool to say that. <laughs> so please give me an idea. Like when I ran for um, for school board, I don't talked about that before. I ran for school board and the slogan I came up with, one of my friends came up with it. <laughs> he was just kind of like, throwing stuff around and it was um I'm trying to think what, what was it uh my gosh this is 2020 so long ago it was um like teacher by choice educator by passion and I thought this is perfect because he was just kind of texting me just sending me random ideas and he was like are you seriously gonna use that I was like heck yeah he was like what so then <laughs> when I used it I printed out the got the business cards made the yard signs the pins and he's like, I'm driving around town and I'm seeing these signs with your name on it and I'm seeing the slogan that I, that I gave you. And he said, I'm telling people like, yeah, I came up with that. And I'm like, no way. And he's like, yeah, I really did. I said, yeah, I'm telling people you came up with it. I'm not that person to take credit for something I didn't do. And I said, because somebody's like, oh, that's a really good slogan. How did you come up with that? And I was like, I didn't. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so I was like, I tell the story. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. So again, if you give me a topic for the dissertation, and I end up using it like yeah somebody off Spotify listening to my podcast they totally hooked me up with something to talk about yes <laughs> and if not that's okay too but I'm just getting to the point where I'm just like I'm really kind of freaking out no not kind of I am freaking out because I feel like I should know right I should know at this point right halfway through the program I'm not even at the um the cognate yet like the cognate for me is education because it's it's a public policy degree with a focus on education policy and I'm not at the education policy part yet so maybe it's okay that I don't know but I just feel like I should right I, I don't know I mean it's just it's just one of those things you know and I've been doing this degree off and on since 2020 and it's mainly been off and on because you know I, I got like I got jobs, I quit jobs, you know, COVID, all that kind of stuff. But part of it is because I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> so it's like, I'm scared to move forward because I don't know what I want to do. So the closer I get to the end, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to take a break. I can't, I can't do this. I don't know yet. You know, so the class that I, oh, I didn't tell you guys. So there was a class, at quantitative, quantitative methods. I did two of those. The second one, I wanted to literally like bang my head against the wall. So I am not good at math at all. I cannot count without a calculator. I can't do basic addition and subtraction usually without a calculator. Don't judge me. Now, <laughs> I've been in the way my whole life, even as a little kid. Um, the older I got, I got my start in education and special education. And when I would go in those special education classrooms, for the first time in my life, I understood algebra. And I was kind of looking more into it and all that kind of stuff. And my mom and I thought, I wonder if you have a math disability. Like if you have a learning disability and it's math. And I said, I couldn't believe it. I said, I, I wanted to cry, I'm not gonna cry, but I could not believe it. For the first time in my life, I understood algebra. And this was, you know, high school, high school teacher. And I just, it was, it was awesome. So yeah, with math, I'm not trying to be funny or anything. Like I really, it just, it just doesn't click. It just does not. So throw that in with quantitative and we used SPSS. I forgot what it stands for, don't really care. The program you use for like statistics and whatnot and all this stuff. The last time I used that was 2011 <laughs> with my undergrad and the professor and I almost like 
butted heads against each other. It was awful. Bates got only passed that class because he was like, hey, come into my office and, and redo some questions on the final. I'll pass, I'll pass you with a C. And part of it was because he was the only person that taught the class. So if I failed, I had to take it again with him. So that's why I passed that class. So with this class, I tried really hard. I really did. I really, really did. I tried so hard. And it got to the towards the end, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to pass. I'm not going to pass this class because with a PhD for my program, you have to have a B minus or better. And when I was calculating the points, I was going to get a C plus, like maybe 20 plus points off of the B minus. And I was so distraught. I mean, you have no idea. I, it was so awful. And I thought, not only will I have to retake this, I have to retake this. I have to do this BS all over again. And it was just awful. But the professor, bless his heart, he was like, you know, I see how hard you're working. You know, you're, you're almost at the, the, the B, you know, B minus level. And he was like, how about you redo an assignment? He said, I'm going to pick the assignment you did the worst on. And how about you redo that? And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, you redo that for some points, you know, because I, I like bombed it. No joke. I freaking bombed that assignment. And I thought I was doing, I thought I was killing it until I got it, the feedback. And I was like, oh, I totally wasn't killing it. It killed me. But he was like, redo that assignment. And so I'm like emailing him back and forth, asking him every question about everything. And he's like, well, I can't give you too much without the answer, but here's this, this, and this. So then when I calculated the points, I said, okay, it was really close. It was cutting it close that I think at this point, it was maybe like down to five points for me getting a B minus to a C plus. And I was like, literally, like not literally, figuratively like chewing my nails because I'm like, if I don't get these five points, I'm screwed. Like I'm still screwed. And so I'm just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then um, he graded the assignment and he posted the grade and my heart dropped because I didn't get enough points. I didn't get enough points to get the, to get the um, B minus. I had a C. And I was just like, I just didn't know what to do. And I'm just sitting there like, you know, and then he said something about, you know, doing a good job on the assignment. I'm thinking, well, not good enough. But when the final grades came out, I looked at my transcript and I saw that my grade was a B. Not a B minus, a B. I screamed, like literally just screamed so loud, cheering and clapping and calling my mom and just like everything. And I'm just like, what? He didn't even do B minus, it was straight B. But he did say that other people were struggling in the class as well. So I probably wasn't special. Other people probably got the same, you know, treatment. But I was like, I worked so hard. And it was just really nice to see that, you know, he did see that I worked really hard. I wasn't like slacking off or just, you know, oh, no, no. I was really trying hard. And I've always been that way with math. And so I even like bought myself a Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Like it was that deep. <laughs> because my favorite kind of cake is Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen ice cream cake is my favorite kind of cake. So I even ordered that, you know, and like, <laughs> it just, it was just, it was so awesome. But also my brain was fried. I can't even look at another class. So I didn't take a class the next term, which started in January. So March, <laughs> last week, I was like, I have to take another class. I have to do it. You know, I, I got to get this done, but I just needed that break. But it was it was so amazing, you know, and that happened in high school, too. I probably said it before that I was trying to get this academic honors diploma and you couldn't have lower than a C, a C, I think like a solid C. And again, not being good at math, I was getting D pluses, you know, just just shy of what I needed. And so I had to do summer school because I'm like, I really want this freaking academic honors diploma. So this was summer school before like using computers, guys, like this is old school, legit summer school, not like you're on a computer for a few hours a day for two weeks and you're done. This was like every day, Monday through Friday, school hours in the summer for weeks, not, not the whole summer, but almost the whole summer. So this was, this was like school. And I did that for every summer. And when I got to my senior year, 
I had transferred schools, but still didn't matter. The transcript goes with you. So I had to take some math classes because doing the academic honors diploma, you had to do more math classes than, than normal. It's part of the academic honors part. And so I did a province stats class. I think I, I, I like by the skin of my teeth, I got a C in that class. And then I had to do, I did discrete. I never even heard of discrete before. So like you Google it. Like I was like discrete, what, <laughs> what? I still don't even know what it is. It's just some random like binary and I don't even know what it is. It's like, it's like a new form of math, new as in like the last like 40, 50 years maybe. But it's just like, people just like created a bunch of stuff and threw it together. Like, I don't even know. Anyway, so I had two of those classes because I needed those two the two credits. And so again, the teacher saw I was working really hard and that everything and towards the end, um, oh, before that, I hate telling stories like this, but I, I had to tell you. Before that, I there was a test you had to take to graduate high school and I didn't pass the math. <laughs> of course, I didn't pass the math. And if you didn't pass the math, you had to had to like uh, like plead your case to whoever I don't even know whoever it was to get a waiver to get a uh, a math teacher to sign off on a waiver. And so I went to that teacher and I was like, um, "Will you sign this?" And he was like, "What is?" It? I was like, "It's the waiver because I didn't pass." He's like, "Give it here," and he signed it, and gave it to me, and turned it into the office. So that was great. Anyway, back to the story. So towards the end, I like I was like, "Okay, I think I have D's in both of these classes or whatever." So at the very end, he told me, and this is BS guys, but he told me, he was like, well, one of the classes you have a high D, like points away from a C, the other class you have a low D closer to an F. And my heart was crushed. And he said, so I can't, I can't do it for you. I can't do it. You know, he's like, cause the grade is too low. And he's like, I'm sorry, apologizing. He's like, if, if both of the D's were were high like that I would have done it you know blah 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 I was crushed and the thing is like I'd already done the academic honors ceremony I got the medal and everything so I thought well maybe the diploma will still have the sticker on it and so we got the diploma I went like running around a kid who I knew had the academic honors give me your diploma I looked and there was no sticker and I cried not there obviously in the middle of the you know high school graduation I cried later because I was like I worked so hard for this so hard you know but at the end of the day it's you know his decision his choice but I think also the fact that I was a transfer student, like I wasn't a student that had been at that school for years and years and years. So there wasn't like, I guess like that connection in a sense, cause I was new, but I just, it was, it was hard. It was so hard, but I thought, you know, he's, he's right in the sense of, you know, he, he couldn't do it. But <laughs> when I became a teacher, I thought this is a bunch of BS, unless you actually have specific like guidelines from your administration because I've had students in that situation that I have given them what they needed because I knew how it felt to not get that. And before, when I had to redo geometry, it was the same thing. I had a D, a high D, and I was near tears at the teacher's computer and he typed it in and he was like, oh, you gotta see. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, you know, I, I was telling somebody this story and he was like, well, what's that teaching you? That's teaching you that, you know, you, you can't, what do you say? like?" Uh, if you give people something they don't deserve, what's that? What does that mean for them? They're not gonna, they're not gonna work hard if you just give it to them. I was like, are you kidding me, bro? I was like, I worked hard, and so did the kids that I that I helped, you know, get the active honors diploma. Because again, same situation. And I'm like, no, it's the same thing. I get what he was saying, but it, for me, it's like if I see you busting your butt, you are working as hard as you can, like just effort, energy. I mean, all of it. Like you guys know. You've had classmates that were like that, you know? And it's like seeing that, I'm like, I just, I gotta give it to you. There was a girl that she was like in the hospital and she was a senior and she was like trying to join the military and all these things were happening for her. And she was like a straight A student. When she came back, her grades were like C's, D's and F's. And she was at my computer screen, looking at her grades with tears in her eyes. And she was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I mean, I got you. <laughs> I said, I got you for my class. I said, don't worry about anything. And I gave her some assignments to do like the, the main ones. And I said, you're gonna get an A on these because you're awesome anyway. And I said, so for my class, I got you. Don't worry about it. I think she had like a, a D in my class. She wasn't feeling she had like a D in my class. 
And so she did the assignments, turned it in, and then she's watching me put the grades in, and then she's looking at it being a C, and then she turned some more stuff in, and she's watching, and she <laughs> watches it end up being an A. <laughs> and I said, you know, because the stuff she turned, she did turn in a lot of work, like the the big assignments. So, but yeah, I did, I think it was an A minus. We got bumped her up to an A minus. I think she might have had like a middle B. You know, it's just, it was just one of those things that, for me, it's a case by case basis. But that guy who told me that, I understand what he was saying. You know, and I guess in the real world, you know, nobody's going to do that for you in the real world. I'm like, well, I have college professors do that. I think that's the real world, right? I mean, I've never had that situation at a job, I don't think. Like, I'm trying to think. I don't know. But yeah, I guess I can see both sides of it. But just because of the fact that I was on the one side of it as a, as a student in high school and college, when I see other people, when I see myself and other people, it just breaks my heart. And I'm like, I can't do it. If I can help, I will, especially if it was like down to, you know, mere points. Like that girl, it was mere points. Like she had, I want to say it was a high B, but she needed an A. So she ended up with an A minus, you know? So it wasn't like I took her from like a D to an A. Like, no, she actually did work. She put in work, you know, so no. So don't get me, don't get it wrong. Don't get, don't get it twisted with that. I did not give her an A, go from a D to an A. She did work. When she got all her work turned in, I want to say she was at a high middle B and I bumped her up to an A minus. So that's what that was. You know, I've never, I've never taken someone from F to an A. Like I've never done that. So, but just one of those things, like, you know, giving the people a little boost, but I mean, I, I guess I could see what he was saying. And he was like all bent out of shape about it. I was like, bro, like, <laughs> it's not that deep. But he was just like, if they didn't earn it, they shouldn't get it. They, they worked hard, but they didn't work hard enough. They should just redo the class. Like when I told him about my class, he was like, the professor shouldn't have done that. He's like, he should have made you redo the class. And I said, okay, what if I redid the class and it was the same thing? Well, you just keep redoing it until you pass it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right, I, I got you. Like in Indiana, where you guys I'm at you guys know there's um I don't know how it is now it's been a long time since I've done these these teacher tests that there was a test you had to take to get your license when there, you have to take a lot but there's a test it was a math writing and English portion of the test and I didn't pass the math of course so I kept retaking it because you had to get a passing score and I was off guys I was off by like one point two point three point I think the most was five points I spent almost $500 retaking that crap because I'm like, I'm going to get it. And so the last time I took it, I was like, I think three points off that time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay for it again. But then the law changed. The law changed to where if all three of your test scores added up to a specific number, you didn't have to retake anything. And all of my test scores added up to that number, actually higher than that number because I did really well with English and the writing. It was just math. So higher than that number. And I was like, thank the Lord, you know? And then the funny part is I ended up getting my license in Virginia anyway. So I wasted all that money. Because when I got the Indiana license, I did the reciprocity. They reviewed it. Everything was fine. I just paid the money to, um, you know, to get it. So I'm like, all that stuff. And I ended up getting the license in Virginia any, anyway, Virginia. But, but yeah, just things like that. So I was like, I guess I can see how people would feel some type of way about that. You know, especially if you've never struggled with anything, especially like academic. I could see that on the outside looking in, like, why are you giving people this? They should earn it. If they didn't do it, if they can't do it, they should just keep redoing it until they do it. But I'm just like, when you have like literal like disabilities, like test anxiety, or you have a learning disability, whatever it is, it's hard. And it's like, honestly, with that test, that math test, I don't know if I would have ever passed it. Like, honestly, it was a point two three five. Like, I would have probably kept taking it until I passed it because I wanted to be a teacher. But it's just one of those things, like, I'm hundreds of dollars for this. And, like, with this class, if the professor had not done that, I would have had to retake the class. It's the same as that class, but probably different because, like, when you retake it, they're not going to give you the same exact class. But it was the same concept, probably with the new professor. Which is one of those things, like, I mean, you guys let me know. I mean, because now I'm saying this out loud, talking about it out loud, it does sound kind of weird. But you guys let me know what you think. Do you think that, you know, me personally, what I've done, what I've had done for me, how do you feel about that? Do you think that, you know, my friend is right? That 
if you don't earn it, if you don't do it, you're not working hard enough, you shouldn't get it? Or do you think that it's okay to bump up a few points to help somebody because they're working so hard? And you can apply this to life in general, like, you know, uh, government assistance, you know, SNAP, housing, all that kind of stuff. So let me know what you guys think. If you can comment on here, that's, that's a really good philosophical question. What do you think? Do you think that, or do you agree that hey, to bump somebody up in life or whatever in general, if they've worked really, really hard and you see how hard they try and it's just not working out for them. They're, they're so close, they can taste it. Or do you feel like they need to keep working and try harder until they actually earn it, regardless of how much money it takes or how much time it takes? What do you guys think? Because I think, obviously, you know what I think because it's happened, I mean, I've done it. But I think, of course, it's a case-by-case basis. I mean, because you can, you know when people are working hard. You know when people are working their butts off to do whatever it is in life whether it's like a job or, or paying bills or, or school, whatever it is, you know when people are working hard and you know when people are just slacking off making excuses. Especially as a teacher, you really know. Any of the kids as a teacher that who's doing what, you know. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like a case-by-case basis, you know. Again, there's a kid who's slacking off, sleeping in class, not coming to class, not doing work. Like, oh, what can I do to pass? Like, really, bro? What, what do you mean? Is there any extra credit? No, there's no extra credit. You should have had your butt awake doing your work. And then you have people who are trying so hard and it's just not not clicking, you know? And again, I'm grateful that they did that for me. They didn't have to do that, obviously. And the, the, the high school discreet teacher could have done it for me if he really wanted to, you know? So I don't, obviously I don't fault him for that. It's not his fault. It's not his fault that I wasn't good enough. It's my fault that I wasn't good enough. So I don't blame him for that. You know, but if he had done it, I'd be eternally grateful. But I understood, you know, because he, but also in his conscious, I mean, he probably felt weird about it. Like, if I give this person, you know, they have almost an F and I bump them up to a C, like, that's kind of messed up, you know, like an, an F, like a low D to a C, like a, a middle, you know, a middle high C, you know. And he was just like, the other class is almost a C, but I just can't do it. So, you know, in that instance, okay, yeah, you know. But again, I didn't fault him for it. I wasn't angry at him. I was angry at myself because I was stupid. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart enough to do it. So I was kind of like beating myself up over it. So I, did, I didn't have any animosity towards him. You know what I mean? Because he, he had a point. Now, I think about that, like I just said about that girl, you know, giving her those projects and assignments to help her bump her grade up from a D to a B and then bumping her up to an A minus. Like she did the work for, to get from a D to a B and I bumped it to an A minus. So it's like, would I have actually taken her grade from a D to an A minus? I don't think I would have. Cause she needed the A, I only needed a C. So, you know, but still that's a lot, you know, taking it from like a, what a 57 <laughs> to like a 72 or something. But so she had a D and needed an A or within an A minus, you know, not a B plus, so A minus. So like, if I had taken her from like a, a D is what, like a 70, 79, no, it's I, 69, 70, 69, I can't see, look, I can't, but 69 or 70, and I had bumped her up all the way to a 95, I don't, I think, I don't think I could do that, so I agree with, with him, you know, in that, and so I don't think I could have done that, like I said, I gave her work to do, I excused her from some of the assignments she missed, but I gave her work to do, and she did that work, so when she finished all the work, she had a B, and I was okay bumping her up those few points to get her to that A minus, I was okay with that, but yeah, I mean, looking at it from his perspective, would, would you really feel okay with that, this person who has like a, a 57 in your class, and you're going to just bump them up to a, a 72 or 73, like, would you be okay with that? You know, some people would be and some people wouldn't. But then also the thing would be, that's where my my friend's point comes in. If you didn't earn it, what does that teach you? Well, I don't I don't need to be taught. I already know. I already know that I'm dumb as a box of rocks. So you don't got to tell me that. But he's like, what does that teach you? You know, that somebody's going to give you something you don't deserve type of thing. And I'm like, no, I don't feel that way. And I don't feel that way now. I don't feel like that it's happened to me in the past. I don't feel that way. You know, but I mean, he did have a good point. You know, if you didn't earn it, 
and somebody gives it to you, you know, what does that teach you? That, you know, you can try really hard and, and miss the mark and then somebody will give it to you. And I'm like, that's, he's, he had a point. That's what I hate talking to me because he's right. Hate talking to him sometimes because he's right. He, he's a very philosophical, educated, wise person. And he has really good points about stuff. And he makes me think. And I'm just like, oh, shut up. Why are you, why do you got to be like that? Why do you got to be smart and philosophical? Like, go sit down. So, but no, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. Like, I don't know. You know, just, it's, it's just one of those things, especially in education. It's a very slippery slope, obviously, in education. You know, in um, higher education, you can really do whatever you want. I mean, secondary, you know, high school, maybe not because you do have, you know, to answer to like professor or not professors, your principal and administration. In college, I think you can pretty much do whatever you want type of thing. But, but yeah, that is a good point. But let me know what you guys think. I would love it if I got some feedback with that. And I'm not going to be offended. I rarely, rarely, I don't easily get offended. I honestly can't remember the last time I was offended. Like it, it doesn't happen. So if you say, AK, I think that, you know, those teachers in high school and that college professor, I don't agree with that. They should have given you the grade you earned because you earned a C and, and not a B, you know, or you earned a D and not a C. I don't agree with that. Yeah, that was special treatment. Whatever you have to say, negative or positive, I would love to hear feedback. You know, because again, I'm not offended because both sides of the coin, I get, I totally get both sides. You know, and again, this is not just school. This can apply in life. Like anything you think of, this can apply to life. You know, whether it's a job, I mean, anything. You know, just one of those things. And I know people, you know, I guess it could be like giving somebody a raise, but they didn't meet all the criteria to get that raise. You know, like there was one thing they didn't do or, you know, what, whatever, you know, something like that. Or even like renting an apartment, you know, buying a house. Well, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of different. That's financial. Like, that's giving people money, like paying money. So that's a little different, you know, given let somebody rent a house or buy a house. And it's like, mm, yeah, you know, the hashtag housing crisis. Like, we remember that, right? Disastrous. But so, yeah, that's kind of a bad example. But something like that, you know, I just, I don't know. It's a really good point to, to look at and kind of ponder on. You know, it just, it just sucks, though. It sucks when you try so freaking hard. You know, and then and then the thing is, you see this happen to people who don't try, and it's like they just sail through life. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? I worked my butt off, and I still didn't make it. How in the heck did you make it? You know, you see that as well. But life isn't fair, so you're gonna have that happen. But it's just very discouraging when you work so hard, you put like a hundred and fifty thousand percent into what you're doing, and it's still not enough. And anybody who's listening to this podcast. You'll be lying through your teeth if you said you've never felt like that in your life. That you've never felt like you were so close, but you didn't get it. You weren't good enough. You felt like you didn't work hard enough. You're lying if you say that. You're lying. Because even as a kid, a little kid, you know, there, there's everybody. I don't know everybody in the world, all 8 billion or whatever people, but in life, everybody has had that experience. You worked so hard, so close but didn't get it and saw somebody else who didn't really do the work and they got it. Like, are you freaking kidding me? And it's discouraging when you see people who just, you know, sail through life and you're over here working your butt off and it's like, for what? I'm not going to accomplish anything. It's not going to work because that happened to that dude. He did nothing. You know, so it's very discouraging, but it's also important not to compare ourselves and our lives to other people because we're not them and they're not us but as we know it's very hard to do that when you see somebody succeeding in life just doing the dang thing like you see that happen and your life is in shambles it's really hard not to look at that person and just think WTF bro like how it's really hard it's really hard to do that to just look at that person and think eh you know they got their thing I got my thing it's no it's just one of those things like you you don't like want them to fail at life you don't want them to not be successful that kind of thing like oh I wish they were poor and like it's not that it's just like I wish that I had what they had or I was on that level of what they had and this is could be financial you know what it doesn't have to be financial anything you know economic well I guess that kind of is financial like their family their family you know their life or, or whatever we just kind of looking like, man, 
I wish I had that. Like say, like say you divorced your spouse and you see somebody who has a happy marriage and a happy family, like that kind of thing. Like, wow, I failed at my marriage. Look at this family. Now, of course, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. <laughs> they could be in shambles too. But, but the point being that you think about your life and think I failed at my marriage. Well, look at this guy, look at this woman and they have a happy family. Like, dang, why couldn't I have that? Why couldn't I save my marriage? Why couldn't I keep my family together type of thing? So it's, it's one of those things like you don't wish that their family breaks apart. You just wish that, wow, I wish I could have kept my, I wish, you know, whatever the case may be. So that, that kind of thing, not just, you know, money and financial, but it's it's hard. It's very difficult. You know, and it's, it's even harder when like, when you try so hard to succeed and you don't. Now, if you don't try, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's like, you know, I could have tried, I could have applied for that job that that dude got, but I didn't do it. So like, eh, I could have, you know, eh, that's cool. He's making a million dollars a year. I could have, I didn't try to do it. But if you did, <laughs> if you did apply for it and say you were more qualified or, or whatever the case may be, and you didn't get it, it's like, okay, WTF, how did he get that job? And I didn't, you know, that's, that's a little different to kind of not like overlook that success in that manner you know but basically the whole point in this see this is what I mean about the podcast like I went from talking about happy stuff like education school hee hee ha ha to like deep philosophical stuff so if you're still listening to this I'm sorry you know what I'm not sorry because if you're still listening to this you've probably listened to other episodes and you know this how my podcast goes <laughs> so I'm not sorry but no basically the whole point is work hard try hard on your level don't try to compare yourself to someone else don't try to be better or it's best so-and-so because you're not so-and-so and they're not you so your life is going to turn out differently than theirs because we have free will and we're not robots we're not clones we're not androids none of that so it's like you have to sit down and kind of tunnel vision like okay i'm going to try really hard to ignore the success of everybody else around me or what I deem to be success. You know, it could be that the guy that had his family together, maybe he wanted what you had, which was a, I don't know, a big house or something. That kind of thing. So it goes both ways, but you just have to sit down in tunnel vision. Just kind of like, okay, I know all this stuff's going on around me, but this is my life. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to try as hard as I can and if I don't make it, if I'm, you know, just shy of my goal, it's going to suck. <laughs> but I'm going to keep trying and trying and trying and trying over and over and over. You might get lucky and you might get somebody who boosts you up those few points. Or you might get to the point where you have to keep trying. And it's like, how bad do you want it? You know what I mean? Like, honestly, those, those teachers and those professors, if they had not done what they did, I would have kept doing it. So it's like, yeah, oh yeah, they bumped you up. It's not fair type of thing. But I would have kept doing it. I would have retaken that quantitative statistics class. I would have redone it. As many times as it took, I would have redone that class. So it's one of those things like, if I had gotten the C in the class, it would have sucked, but I would have signed up to register for the next session. So it's one of those things like, are you going to give up? Or are you going to keep going? If you give up, what was the point in trying in the first place? I mean, unless you're like, oh, well, if this doesn't work out, uh, I'm just going to give up and not even try, you know, whatever. I mean, it's it's a roll of the dice, really, because you might succeed, you might not. So it's like, I don't know, I feel like you got to have a plan B. Now I'm also a pessimist, (laughs) you know, kind of like the, you know, expect the worst type of thing, you know, so that you can never be be disappointed (laughs) if you don't have, like, high expectations for stuff. It's like, oh, eh, that that sucks. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't really expect it, which is, it's really a bad way to look at life. Don't get, it's a horrible, don't get me wrong, it's a horrible way to look at life, but it's just one of those things like, well, I didn't really have high expectations anyway, so me not getting that or that not happening or whatever that fell through, it sucks, but like, eh, I was mentally prepared for it to happen. And that's happened to me quite a bit, and I honestly think that that's kind of what helped me get through some things in my life, having that to where it's like, what is the worst case scenario? I have to think, what is the worst thing that could happen? And if I had that in my head, okay, this is the worst thing that could happen. Anything else is fantastic. But if this worst thing happens, I'm at peace with it, I'm okay. 
again, a bad way to look at life, but for me, it works. I don't know if it's like a defense mechanism. I don't know. It works. But on my refrigerator, I told my, my students this earlier today, you know, I have contact paper, which is like the sticky paper you put on stuff. So I have it on my refrigerator and you write on with chalk. And I have two things on there. The first thing I have is hello, beautiful, you know, positive affirmation, you know, one of those things you maybe feel ugly or just feel like, oh, hello, beautiful, you know, open the refrigerator, what's on the freezer. And the second one I have on there is all caps and it says, I am not a failure. Because again, we get those, those times where we start to think all these thoughts that we know aren't true. Come on, we know they're not, I know they're not, I know I'm not a failure. But it's just one of those things you get inside your own head so I wrote that on the, on the contact paper. So whenever I open the freezer or, or come up to the refrigerator, I smile. <laughs> like every time, it doesn't, it's every time. Every time I smile. I've had that up since 2020, actually, when I started the PhD program. That's kind of what freaked me out and, and had me all in my head and stuff. So I wrote it on there. So since 2020, for over three years, I've had that up. And every time it makes me smile. So if you're struggling with anything like that, like mentally, I recommend doing something like that. Positive affirmation where you can see it. Or or something that maybe you're not there yet, but you're working towards that goal. So maybe like you want to save up enough money to buy a new car. So you can put something on there like you've got this. You can do it. Don't give up. You know, don't buy anything off Amazon. Like <laughs> anything you need to say to yourself or read, like, okay, I can do it. I want to get this new car. I can do it. I need to save money. I can do it. I, give up. I can't buy stuff off Amazon. I'm going to, you know, not do that so I can get the car. This is basic, simple example, but I kind of feel like it's a good example. So if you need positive affirmations, I just want to say do it. I recommend you do it because I did it and it works for me. You know, so, but wow, this got really depressing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. This got so depressing. Like, oh my gosh, I, I apologize. I, I definitely apologize. So <laughs> if you're, if you're still listening, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. But it's just, you know, it's kind of like when I do these podcasts, like sometimes I will have like a piece of paper with like bullet points and, and kind of go through those bullet points. But sometimes it's like, I have nothing to say. I don't know what to say, but I start talking and it just comes. It just comes to me, whatever it is to say, it just happens. So it's like going from this topic to this topic, being happy and sad and all these um, conflicting roller coaster emotions and stuff like that. I'm obviously not planning that, but this is, that's also kind of why I feel like I was talking to myself. Because, because again, not getting feedback on this, not knowing people are listening to it or anybody, you know, following it or whatever. It's just like, oh my gosh, I, I'm just so crazy talking to myself. But it's also therapeutic as well, you know, because hypothetically, if I was talking to myself, it is what it is. But it's therapeutic because I think if somebody's listening to this podcast, they might feel how I'm feeling. And I know if I was feeling that way, I would love to listen to somebody else feel that who feels that way. And, and just listen, listen to how they're feeling. Like just literally just listen. I don't have to like take anything from it, but I would just love to hear that and think, oh my gosh, it's not just me. Somebody else feels like this. They feel the exact same way and they're not afraid to talk about it, that type of thing. So that's how I would feel if, and here's the thing, I hate, I hate hearing my voice. I think most people hate hearing their voice. It's just one of those things. So sometimes I will force myself to listen to some of the podcasts. And I just sometimes I'm having myself crack up. Like, I really said that? Like, that's crazy. Like, what? You know, so when I when I play it back and listen to it from, like, a perspective of, like, not me saying it out loud, me listening to it, you know, on playback, it's like, wow, that's, well, I said that? <laughs> that's so deep and philosophical. I hope somebody is listening to that. What? And so, but yeah, so, um, oh my gosh, I've been talking for almost an hour and when I first did this, I thought, oh, I've got nothing to say. I'll just stay on the podcast about uploading those three, you know, videos that I <laughs> converted to MP3 <laughs> from my lessons. And that'll be it. But <laughs> I think I did that last time, too, where I thought I have nothing to say. And I talked for like an hour. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and end this. And I will upload those other videos later because it's like, oh, my gosh, it's almost five o'clock <laughs> afternoon so 
All right, but I just want to thank you for listening and following. This is AK, and I'll see you next time.